the following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I am one half of your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante, a.k.a. Confucius, a.k.a. Don't be arguing with people over the internet over a white woman that use nigga, a.k.a. It's a half, it's two, it's a Saturday and it's too nice of a day to be arguing on Al Gore's internet, a.k.a. Y'all are not okay. And with me, as usual, is my co-host. Oh, it's your girl, it's London's mom, a.k.a. Tiff Zire, a.k.a. Payday coming this week, a.k.a. I am a mom, and bitch, I still don't have to wave at your kid if your kid waved at me in the grocery store, and I dare you to walk up on me and tap me about me not waving at your kid, I will lay you out flat on your back, and then your kid is going to be saying, mommy, 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 get up. <laughs> so... <laughs> Play with somebody else. But yeah, we're here. Yes, we're here. Oh, interesting week in reality TV. But we have a special guest this week. That's we correct. have London's dad with us. Don't get no name. London's dad is most appropriate. It's what he's known for. But now, introduce do you yourself. Have my wallet? Oh, yeah. Do you got my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> nah, what's up, y'all? It's, uh, it's Michael. Um, I just changed my ad name, so I'm not putting my new ad name out there. Yeah, the fans watching. Fans watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we, yeah. Um, as if you don't know, Mike, uh, had, Mike don't made some appearances on the show before in the background, but this is like the first time he like really gonna like full on participate. Uh, that's why we recording on this Saturday instead of our usual time at Friday night because this nigga be working at night and you got to keep getting checked. So we recording uh, this Saturday. Um. Well, afternoon in my time. So, yeah. Um, I, also, Mike is the uh, one that gave us the great gem of Booby was on uh, Keisha Cole's house cat. And you know what? He didn't tell a lie. No, he didn't. <laughs> That's one of the greatest hot takes that we've ever had in our reality TV podcast in history. Like, it is never not funny. We have actually assigned other people the role of house cat as well. It's so funny. Like, anytime somebody just mooching off somebody on reality TV, we like, damn, you a house cat. Like, Ashley from Black Ink is a house cat now. A on, house my, cat. Like on, the high, on the highest of keys. She she actually looks like Heathcliff. Yeah, Candace. Candace. Okay. We just started the damn show. This <laughs> <laughs> that I got to put up with. You see how rude she is? <laughs> nigga, you, like you, nigga, you married to her. I'm friends with her. I don't know. You see what she? why she like this? I don't know. <clears throat> wow. It's fine. Uh, It'd be your own news. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be your own spouse. <laughs> It'd be your own spouse. <laughs> that, might, that may or may not be the show time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fire. So uh, let's uh let's jump in because Oh no, gotta pay the bills oh, right quick. Huh? Gotta pay bills right quick. Oh, that's right, yeah. Pay the bills. Oh, uh, 
But if you, as as you can tell, this episode ain't gonna be uh, one ounce of shit. But uh, yes, if you uh, thank you for all everybody that listens to us, everybody that's been supporting us, everybody that's been uh, interacting with the show page. Um, you can find us, like I said, on our uh, network website, CSPN. Go to CSPN.us and click that podcast tab and click on Ratchet Ramblings. It lists all of our episodes thus far and all of our other wonderful shows on the CSPN. We got pretty much got something for everybody. We got jokes, sports, politics, wrestling, nerd shit, whatever you need. We got it at, uh, at the CSPN. If you fuck with us, uh, go to that Keep our podcast free tab on our website. Shout with all of our sponsors. Uh, it's uh, every purchase that you make with our sponsors through our website. It'll give the head nigga in charge classic a little uh, a little bit of the brick, so he can keep the lights on and keep all these shows free. So you won't have to have to listen to me sound like um, some three a.m. at Waffle House. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, oh, yeah. Where you where the uh, employees so terrible? You gotta go make your own waffle and shit. Nigga, you saw that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that article, hey, the damn employee was sleep. That motherfucker was like, fuck it, I just gonna make my own shit. I would have made some everything, some of that cheap flank steak, right. a salad. I'd have yeah. had all the I'd have had all the orange juice refills I wanted, a little sweet and tea. I would just you beat me to it often say that that sweet tea put a little uh put a little spice on it like that damn salt, that damn salt mean with a dude just sprinkling the shit. That would have been, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really that been me. I like Waffle House taste when I'm not sober. So yeah, I've never had Waffle House sober. It's fine. It's fine. It's like it's alright, but it's not that great. It's it is very much so drunk food. But <laughs> so we like we about to dive in. Reality TV been interesting. I feel like I know Mike is a good husband because the only reason he watched most of this shit is because I watch it and it's funny. Like. Well, love and hip hop is universally funny for women and men, but like yeah. Real Housewives of Atlanta and Married to Medicine and stuff like that, he kind of just watch it because I watch it. So, you know, get you get you a man that's gonna indulge your, your ratchet TV habits. You I'm know, exactly. So let's uh let's jump on into uh let's hit Real Housewives of Atlanta first because uh who yeah Nene and and, and uh Kenya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They kind of rubbed me the wrong way with this episode. And Nene, uh, Greg got out the hospital or whatever, and Nene decided she was just going to have a, a little a house party, you know, because she'd been stressed and blah, 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 cool, whatever. The theme of the party was never forget. And one, never forget what? London, you mad? What are you mad about? You mad at Nene's nose. Yeah, she mad at Nene's nose. How you have... How you have <laughs> How you have multiple rhinoplasties and your nose still is on hazel E levels? Which is bad. Like you should never you your nose should never if your nose ever look even a speck of resemblance to nasal E's or as Masika called her Nostradamus, you just gotta go home and be a family woman. Wait, she paid for that nose? Yeah. That's terrible. She need to get her money back. Uh-huh. But uh <laughs> so the theme of the of the uh the party was never forget, never forget what Nene. What the fuck are you even talking about? And two, she in that petty because uh, what you call it says she never been over. There. Oh, that's right. She said yeah. uh, Portia had never been over there, but but they, but got, pictures but they got pictures of her at Nene's house. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why she was being petty. But yeah. in the invite, she was like, "Bring your favorite gay." Right, like, and like we like it was mm. a bottle of wine. Right, <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> hey, she she was like, hey, bring your favorite gay like it's a bottle of uh, a red of a, a red. What's wine. that shit you like? MD twenty twenty. You know the <laughs> fuck <laughs> what, nigga. <laughs> hey, Boone's hey. Farm. Bring your favorite bottle of Boone's Farm. Bring hey. the strawberry. <laughs> bring the strawberry <laughs> bliss. Nah, you got to crib with some Mad Dog. You can't let them in. Nah. <laughs> hey, hey, on the Lord's the Keys, the Mad party. Dog got some, some low-key fire flavors. It's like, listen, we're we, we not even having the party no more. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, like, somebody show up with some Mad Dog 2020. That's a crime scene. <laughs> you got, hey, listen. Niggas you, come to murder everybody. The party over. Right. You're going to be on first four to eight. We just canceled. Yeah, so um, Derek J was at the party, and he was like, you know, I had a talk with Nene because I just really did not appreciate her talking about bring your favorite gay and it did it came across really weird and like like they like inhumane like gay people not humans you just you just gather one you just go pick one up at walmart and bring it to the party that's right, kind of how right. the shit came across like like when somebody bring bring a, a box of croissants to the thanksgiving dinner just go bring your favorite side dish like bitch what yeah it's like she was like treating gay men like accessories and shit and that's something that uh yeah, she did try to have like a little gay potluck or some shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Mike>. <laughs> gay potluck. <laughs> Go ahead, Ken. This nigga said a gay potluck. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Like, I grew up and be a terrorist because of y'all. She already won. <laughs> she already a terrorist. <laughs> but yeah, and so after that, uh, first of all, Kim Zosiak looks like an umbilical cord that has finally fallen off. I don't care how you feel, what you say, she is fucking ugly and her wigs have been terrible for over a decade now. Like, right. Kim speak is up, a white woman. Push power. Push power. Don't lose that thought. I would just like to say, speaking of terrible wigs, that wig that they had Sheree in and her confessionals, Lord. I don't even remember because the only thing I think about Sheree is her ass. Like, that's just always... That's, that is also thing. true. Like, I never look at nothing beyond her ass. That's true. That's true. But I'm not going to lie. Sheree looks really good to be her age because I do believe she in what, like, her her late 40s? I'll like, Google it right quick. Hold past. on. Sheree looks really good for her age. I'll Google it right quick. Hold on. But, uh... She's 47. She's 47. She looks, she's a good-looking 47. Yeah. I think I feel like she and Cynthia are some of the better looking uh women on the show. Agreed. Uh, uh Portia is the youngest, so I don't even I don't even discuss her looking good for her age because I feel like Portia is like around our age. Her her early to maybe middle thirties. Because she was much she was much younger than Cordell when she married him. So but yeah. Me um Kim is the only white woman I know who wigs look like wigs like if your wig don't look like a wig as a white woman just wear your hair out pretty much and Portia 36 oh Portia 36 okay mm -hmm. yeah Kim Kim looks you know what Kim look like Kim look like if you put <laughs> you about to say something awful <laughs> wow wow because wow. you giggled before you could even get the shit out come, come on with it so I can judge you <laughs> wow wow okay that's fine cool but Kim look like if you put Rachel's dollars all in some Fenty hey, <laughs> hey this podcast over we'll be back next week <laughs> when Jeremy start acting like he got some goddamn sense 
Kim, Kim, so Kim looked terrible. And and the part that really pissed me off about the Kim and Kenya argument is that Kenya had every right to dig in Kim's ass until she got to those transphobic comments that she made. Because Agreed. if you guys watch, like Kim show up to Nene's party, though she was not invited, but that's another story. Mm, right. She came, as a plus one, she came as a plus one with Sheree. Um, they start, you know, congratulating Kenya on her marriage and, you know, discussing that. And Kim immediately just starts cutting into Kenya. What husband? He don't exist. He ain't real. Like at first, because when I watched it, when I watched it live, I had turned away, and I thought Kim had said it like in a confessional. Then I turned back. It's like no, she said that shit out like she in said the conversation, it out loud, like, like four times, like, like four or five times. They kept trying to act like she wasn't saying it, but like right. she was literally sitting in the middle of the conversation, like shading and taking digs at this woman that she really don't know. Like Kim, like I That's feel like Kim, shit. I feel like Kim is like pressed to solidify these checks again since Croy is not playing football no more. Right. Because she just what husband? He don't exist. Yada yada yada. Like, why do you fucking care? Right. That was some real weird. So next thing you know, they get into it. They get into it. And can you go, why you have such a hard on for me? Didn't they they should have got rid of it when you had your gender reassignment surgery? Why is that even a dig you want to take at somebody? Like, and right. not even being funny, but Kim and Kenya got strong facial features without the makeup on. <laughs> you want to come to mommy? Come on. You sick of being over there with the, with the dad, dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ain't bothering me. I don't like neither one of y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we looking at you with disdain. <laughs> but... Yeah, and then she kept going. Like, even after that comment, she goes, instead of having a hard-on for me, go jerk off. Like... Right. Like, it was... Kim Kim ugly enough where you don't have to make transphobic comments to get her out the paint. Right. It's like the same thing that uh, the the women on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood do to to, uh, Hazel Lee. Like, she ugly enough, and she does enough fucked up shit where you don't have to, like make jokes about her being a man because that's fucked up and it is transphobic and it ain't your and the thing that was even more fucked up about Kenya is that she got on so people that were live watching was like hey yeah that's pretty transphobic and then people of course people you know were defending her and then she um I don't know if it was during the show or after the show but she got on social media and basically and double down in her wrongness. Yeah, and double down on her wrongness and do what a lot of people do when they when they say some stupid shit or some fucked up shit. They only retweeted and and amen people that were defending and agree with, agreeing with them. And it was people that's in the community that was saying, hey, like this is yeah, this is fucked up. And you, you know, being a, a cisgender woman, like you outside of the community, you don't get to tell us like, hey, you don't get to tell us what is or isn't fucked up or what is or isn't transphobic. And like, like Anna said, like a lot of people, she doubled down and basically, ironically, said some Nini shit and was like, I said what I said. Yeah, it was really, it was really weird. And then the, like I said, the part that uh kind of pissed me off and annoyed me was that she ended up getting her digs in by saying that Kim was pimping her daughter out for John Legend tickets. So you really could have, you could have. Yeah, you could have started with that. That could have been your high point. You didn't even have to go to the to the transphobic banter and shit like that. Like, right, you didn't right. need to be there. 
It's enough. Listen, Kim Zosiak has done and said enough fucked up shit for for that for that not to have been your go to insult. Correct. Yeah, and so I feel like I feel like they both deserve dummy dummy accolades because. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, have... I guess and the other part that really dug at me with what Kenya did was you made these comments at an at an event at a party or whatever a kickback whatever that had many people from the LGBT community there. Correct. Crazy. It's like she didn't even have enough respect. She didn't even have enough respect for the for the gay community to not to make those comments not in their presence. Right. But so like I, you huh? The I was I was just I was agreeing. I was just saying the lack of self awareness was just astounding. And and not only that, but uh I've said like several times on so on social media that black women are very passive aggressive in their homophobia and their transphobia. And they, they tend to do it like in Nini type ways. Oh, your favorite gay. Oh, you know, treating gay gay men and gay women like accessories and, and totes and handbags or, you know, they, they perpetuate those weird ass hypotheticals. Well, what if you find out that your wife of five years couldn't have kids because she was really born a man. What would right. you do? The head ass shit. Yeah, the head ass, oh, y'all be tricking these men type shit. Like, a lot of black women are phobic in that manner. And to me, it's worse than at times just outright being homophobic, transphobic, because you try to you try to do it under the guise of, oh, I'm just looking out. Or, I mean, I like gay people. Uh, I got a gay friend who give me shoes. Like, that type of shit is like, Oh, I like black people. I, I let my kids drink chocolate milk. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it, like I say, it's it's passive aggressive uh, phobia and phobic shit, and it. Uh, I'm glad people call it out because you know the as we um, talk about often, uh, like uh, uh, gay and uh, trans brothers and sisters are people, and they not like accessories and like things for you to play with, and they lives are not things for you to play with. Like it's a cheap ass purse at Marshalls or some shit, and like we really need to cut that shit out. And I was I was glad that people called it out, but you know, Kenya and Nini and then even Nini Nini did the classic shit where she was like, Well, why would I why would I even cause uh, I think somebody was it was it Derrick J? I think it was Derrick J. He was like you know, I have some reservations about this because it does feel like you kind of treating gay people as like accessories and this kind of offensive. She was like, why would I even do that? Why Why would I even think to be offensive to the gay community? Like, come on, guys. It's like, well, no, no, ain't no come on. Like, you do you, you, you just it. did it. Right. It's like, yeah. what you doing? Are you okay? Hey, no, the fuck you not. No, it was, it was, it was really strange. It was, it was like, all, like our last episode last week, truly trash all yeah, what was you about to say? No, nah, I was just about to say, um, to touch on what I was just saying, it's um they a lot of like uh women and stuff like that use gay as like an insult all the time though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you see it, but they definitely do it to men all the time. Oh and, like yes. being gay is like an insult. Oh you gay or you, you must be gay. You know what I mean? Like using it yeah. in that way. Yeah, they do it. Uh I, that's it's, one of the weird things. to see it's weird to see her do that to a woman in that sense. I guess. Yeah, like to use like transphobia in terms of well, yeah. Okay, I don't like you, so look at you. You must Bitch, be a you man. Got, you must be whatever. a man because yeah. I, I we see that a lot on Twitter, and it's something that I've stopped doing. And uh, when when men have trash takes 
on women, like the first recourse is, oh, these niggas don't like like uh, women. They like men. That's why they saying this. You can't like you must like men then if you don't like A B C D about a woman or or your opinion is A B C D about a woman and I don't like it. Then you must like you must like men. And that's weird to me because a lot of gay men are kinder and nicer to women than straight men. So we be like, oh, these niggas don't like women. They like men. And I'm like, no, even men who like men tend to be kind to women. Yeah. Like, so that's why I like, that's why I'm saying like, it's, it's good to bring up how homophobic a lot of uh, cisgendered, uh, cis hetero black women are. Because I don't know if they know they do it, but they do it. And yeah. it, it's it's yucky. And we saw it, like, up close and personal on Housewives of Atlanta last week. Yeah. Um, and just to touch on what Mike was saying, like, I agree. And then, like, like uh, that's what was so weird about it. Because it was like, Kenya was using, like, like, you know, you know like, let if uh Kim was trans. It was like she was using being trans as an insult, like, well, what's wrong with being trans? Like, why are you using that? Why is somebody being trans an insult that you would use at somebody if they're trans or if they're not? Like it was it's it was just really trash. Yeah, and I was like, uh when uh when Kenya said it, I was like, Have you seen your own feet, Kenya? <laughs> like <laughs> hey, so, hey Kenya got some of the ugliest feet you gonna ever see in your life. Remember do you remember last season when Ken, when they showed Kenya feet? Mm-hmm. Hey, Kenya looked like she been river dancing in hot concrete. Hey Kenya hey Kenya feet look like Charles are feet and that's where we're gonna leave it. Kenya definitely do got some Shaq esque type feet. <laughs> Correct. She definitely the toes is like this with the bunion on the side and some corns on the baby toes. She like she was playing basketball for 20 years. Yes, Kenya definitely does look like she has been a world-class athlete for 20 years. She definitely has Venus and Serena Williams type feet, but has never won a Wimbledon. <laughs> she ain't even make it past the preliminary. She's never never won a U.S. Open. Nothing. I think that was pretty much it for that Real Housewives. Uh, let's shoot the love and hip-hop because I feel like Mona is playing fucking games with us. She really is. This shit is slow. The shit dry. The shit is useless. We have good episodes every like one one every like four. I'm trying to oh oh okay, you know what? Let's real let's just get to the uh first off, what the fuck do Mariah Lynn even be talking about? Not a goddamn thing. Okay. We done there. <laughs> Um, why is DJ Self still not found anybody with an inkling of talent yet? Like, I know whether he says something or not, DJ Self kicks himself in the, and he has to punch himself in the dick every time Cardi gets another accomplishment because he would not put, get, spend one of Cardi records to save his life. When he and Cardi first showed up on Love and Hip Hop, yeah, Betty playing all them shits now. I like. I wonder how many times a day DJ Self was playing Bodak Yellow, or uh, Motorsport, or uh, any other song, because this nigga had rather play I'm a hoe than spend some of Cardi B's music when she was trying to get him to break her music. That that's why. Her, that's why. That nigga told her she wanted handouts. 
She wanted freebies. She didn't want to do the work. She was just being lazy. She was all this other shit. And Cardi has been has two Grammy nominations. Everything that he said Cardi isn't is what Mariah Lynn is. And look what Mariah Lynn is. And look what Cardi is. Yeah. That should tell you all you need to know about what kind of manager, quote unquote, DJ Seven is. That that Dream Doll chick is uh not 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 uh, nice at music either. No, she's just she's cuter than Mariah Lynn. That's really oh. yeah yeah that don't take much. <laughs> that's not that's not hard at all. Mariah Lynn, let me off that, but let me just say Dream Doll looked really good in that lavender wig. I like that stuck out to me because I said something to Mike. I was like, this this wig. Is really fire on her. Like it was really cute when her when uh Safari was like, "Yo, like you need to stay out of drama. Don't nobody want to work with a chick that's always in drama." And and uh he would know better than anybody because he worked with Nikki before Nikki was always in some shit. So he was like, "Yo, this not the way to get on and get what you after." And so shout out to Safari for having common sense. Yeah, we. I'm I, speaking of plan. Mona need to really stop bullshitting. Or and you know what? It ain't got to be Mona, but somebody gives so far his own damn spinoff show, please. He deserved one. He deserved a dating show because that's all Safari looking for is love. Because I, I every now and then watch that uh that one show he's on with with Redman where they trying uh, to win money from charity. Yeah. Um, and even then he was trying to get on with Erica Mena. So Safari just wants some love. He just want right. a girl. Yeah, he Jamaican. He cuddled. <laughs> he was cuddling with New York. He was cuddling with New York, trying to take a shower with Erica Mena. He trying to he he trying to fall in love with Dream Doll on Love and Hip Hop. Safari needs a dating show, and I'm not gonna rest until he gets his dating show. His dating show. He deserves. He deserves it. He does. But uh, so. Off that, let's go ahead and discuss love in the safari. Yeah, <laughs> love in the jungle, jungle love. <laughs> For the love of safari, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, but so where you want do? Can we? Uh, are uh, we? Are oh. we ready to go to Juju Yandy, Bianca, and Jonathan? Hey, let me just say, Yandy, a piece of shit. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. You you we have been consistent on that point and you will get no argument. You will get no no pushback Wait, on that front from us. So Didn't I used to do something this well, it don't matter shit. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck it. I started out liking Jonathan until we got to last episode and then I was disgusted by Jonathan because Yeah, I think I um I, I think who who yeah because I, I because you had you had black ink this week I had love hip hop uh I tweeted for the show page we were hoping that Jonathan wouldn't be another Zell but then lo and behold he is Zell but attractive I think he's worse than Zell because he's not black yeah and so no Jonathan is like Hispanic right he's or Spanish. or or like- or Latino or I, I'm I'm not uh. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. But he's not black because oh, him no. and Anna, he's Mexican. Because he and Anais are have been friends, and she's from Mexico, and they they came up together. Oh, okay. Anais won like Mexican uh, Mexican American Idol. Remember, I said that last week, and that's yeah. how she and Jonathan 
uh, that's how Jonathan came up. He was her uh, makeup artist after she had won uh, Mexican American Idol. Okay. Yes, apparently Anais can really sing her ass off, but her antics and her attitude have kind of dimmed her light. When, how long ago did she win this Mexican? Like ten years ago or something? Uh, I don't, I don't know. But the fact remains that I can Google American it. American Idol is one of the few shows that is not letting you make it if you can't sing. Because we've seen a lot of talent come from shows like The Voice and American Idol and stuff like Mexican that. Mexican American Idol might be different. No, it's not because <laughs> even even like uh, The Voice UK turns out a lot of talent. Hmm. So these these spinoff shows are typically run by the parent show. And the parent creator. So apparently Anais can sing. And maybe next week uh, I will have Googled something she's done. 2015. I mean, not 2015. 2005 is when she won that award. Yeah. So it was 10 years ago. ago. But so uh, still she has to have some type of uh, palatable talent to have one. But her attitude, according to blogs and stuff I've read, have really held her back. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but, uh, so Jonathan is Mexican and I always take issue with non-black people, uh, bullying black people. Like it, it will never not rub me the wrong way because we don't see it in reverse. As much as people try to paint this picture that black people could be racist and black people could be that very, very little on these type of shows. Do you see black people, uh, being anti-Mexican or anti-this or anti-that, they fight. We fight amongst ourselves. If I could be completely honest, black I... people fight amongst themselves. We drag each other. We don't make it a business of dragging other non-black people until they start with us. So, Jonathan and saying he he was told Bianca was talking shit about Yandy and this that, and the third. One thing I I find that hard to believe because Bianca has made. No, she has not kept a secret that if she got a problem with you, she's going to bring it directly to your doorstep. Yeah. So, so I, what, like- I think what, what pissed me off about it was is that if you, I, I, I guess what pissed me off about it was that Jonathan, Jonathan's reason was basically like, I heard that someone said that I, that he, they heard that you were talking shit. Like, nigga, if, Nigga, even come with some receipts or come correct, or you can say that shit. Like, don't don't come to me like I heard somebody had said through the grapevine that they might have read on the blog in a comfort in a confined um cave somewhere in Afghanistan that someone was talking shit about you. No, nigga, like get get the source. My yeah, thing is like thing. that was that was it was, was like weird. Mad, like the word it was it was just like some whack shit. Like how you gonna say okay, somebody I know I got a credible source that says this is true, but. I'm not, I can't divulge that information. Right, like, what are this, a minute left? Like, what's going on? Exactly, like, like if like if, you're cred- your if you're a credible source can't, doesn't want it to be known that they know this information, don't say nothing, period. Yeah. Because it make everybody involved look like a coward. Right. And so, and then the way Yandy and Juju handled it, I felt it was on some, on some, some, traitor type shit if you ask me and I understand like everybody was like no Bianca shouldn't have reacted that way she should have calmed down that's easy to say when you don't have when it's not somebody that's trying to not only mess with your friendships but mess with your business and your money Yandy like Yandy is somebody that Bianca has always been able to go to for career advice they work together 
They've done business together. So not only are you fucking with my friendship, you're trying to fuck my money off. You're trying to take a real good connection I got in the industry. Because even though, because Yandy said her and Bianca haven't been like working together on projects, but I'm pretty sure uh, Bianca has been able to go to Yandy. Like, do you know how I could go about doing ABC? Or do you know ABC? Or is this somebody that I could work with that's credible? Like, so even if she's not managing her, I'm pretty sure Bianca has been able to go to Yandy and like, so is, is John Smith a credible person in the industry? And Yandy would be like, uh, I heard that he do a, such and such and so and so probably shouldn't fuck with him. Like that's a valuable asset to have in your back pocket when you need it. I, I feel like she stopped like really managing her or messing with her because of what he told her. Yes. Yeah. Now it, that wasn't said in the show whether or not that was true or not, but that's how it comes off. Because when we left them last season, they was in Mexico they was, working together. Yeah, they was working together. So now all of a sudden they just not working together. So I feel like it's because of what he said. That why she's not hands on managing her anymore. Yeah, I do too. I definitely do. Yeah, um, because and I, to to y'all point, um, I do think it, it's 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 like convenient timing. But I will say, like this is the thing that kind of pissed me off about about the whole thing and what Jonathan did because what the, what Juju what Juju said to Bianca afterwards wasn't a lie. Like she do always be in some shit. But to y'all point, that didn't stop Yandy from working with her before because Bianca always been in some shit. Yandy still was working. So I do think it was like Juju didn't lie, but they also looked funny in the light because it wasn't until this season. And then Jonathan pop up that they kind of distanced themselves, you know? So it's like, yeah, Juju, you're right, but you and Yandy still look funny in the light. Yeah, very funny in the light. And and not even being funny, but even the shit with Bree, that's also not Bianca's doing. Like Brie keep like Brie keeps fucking with Bianca. Yeah, Brie the broke. Brie the broke keeps fucking with Bianca, and the crazy part is nobody wants to admit it. Like, oh, oh, they always and and that's because they know Bianca the one with the hands. I feel like that's they know Bianca the one that could do the most damage. Brie is all talk. Yeah, Brie is all talk. So the person that's all talk, you never trying to talk them down off the ledge. The person that you know gonna knock the knock your head off, you want them to be cool. Right. It's always will will Bianca like chill, let it go, this that, and the third. And Bianca was, she was like, I did try to chill. When Rich was like, just squash the shit, I tried to chill. She like, no sooner do I agree to chill, the bitch walk up and like, oh hey Bianca, you still trying to be me? Well, she was right. salty. She got jumped. So. Not 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 like defending her or nothing, but if you get jumped every time you see that person, you're gonna have some type of you got you gonna have some type of feeling. Yeah, but the, ain't the reason that she got jumped is because Brie initiated trying to get her jump first. If I'm not mistaken, Brie initiated the beef they got, period. That's all Brie doing. And so Bianca, like Bianca said, like, I don't remember. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. I'm gonna didn't, ja ja didn't um didn't Jacquois say they all used to be cool? They yeah. all used to be cool, yep. And if I'm not mistaken, Brie initiated anything leading up to violence with Bianca. And Bianca just one ups her. Like, okay, did what you doing? Then bitch, all right. Yeah. Like that first episode when they was in the club, uh, with Rich, like Brie was uh Bianca was uh over there just watching and Brie was doing all this talking and yak and then and then Bianca just saw her opening and just threw her shoe at her and was finna come over there. If not for that one security guard. Right. Uh, yep, so 
But yeah. yeah, I feel I feel like Yandy and Juju was real shady towards Bianca. Cause again, like if you if you gonna have an issue with somebody, be a hundred percent about it. So hey, I was told that you said I was A B C D around uh Alexis. And so like if you gonna cut somebody off. Give them, give them everything about why you cutting them off. I'm, I don't fuck with you no more because you told, you told Alexis that I ain't shit and I'll, I'm always doing some dumb shit. Cool, I did say it. And if you want to cut me off about it, okay, cool. But like this whole, like you said, uh, I was told that a credible source from uh, Antarctica said that while y'all was in the igloo, you said that I did A B C D. And like, bitch, what? Like, I was told by the applicator in an encrypted message that is protected by copyright that I had heard that someone said, like, what, what? But I, that, that, and then I had to use the fingerprint scan and then the face scan to get to the message. <laughs> and then I had to enter my Apple ID. And that's how I had found out that you had said that shit about me that was told to me by somebody that I can't tell you who said it. Nigga, what? Right. Hey. <laughs> get the complete fuck out of here, please. Like, like I have to, I have to use it, it is it is uh see what it is is that the encrypted message is protected by uh Asgard, and I have to use the Infinity Gauntlet to unlock the code to find out that he said what I said, what I thought I heard, what I said before. Like, boy, what? <laughs> so yeah, somebody told me uh they they don't want me to tell you because they mining Dragon Glass, Dragon Glass, but they said that you said that. We had said that, man, fuck you. Okay? And then he said, and then I That's said. a little finger dick. Like, get out right. of here. <laughs> but then he said, but then I said, but we strong then. <laughs> yeah, the shit was weird. It it was weird, but it was too much for people that's much older than Bianca. That's what I will say. Like, the whole yeah. situation was immature. And I feel like Yandy copped out, like, I don't care what was said. Beyond, like if you don't care what was said, why are we even bringing it up? Why are we even here? Now yeah. all of a sudden you it don't make no difference to you. It gotta make a difference because we having a whole fucking sit down in a meeting about some shit that now you claiming you don't give a fuck if it's true or not. That's because she's uh Bianca was ready to throw hands. That's why. Yeah. Now it don't matter. All right, now you just gotta calm down now. Listen, we don't even care what you said. Just relax. Pretty right. much. I will. Yeah. Uh, I will give uh, Jonathan this over Zell. He did apologize because I feel Zell wouldn't apologize for shit. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. I don't know. I he wouldn't have had to apologize if he would have minded his fucking business. That's like, true. He only. True. He only apologized after he realized Bianca was about to put hands and feet on him again. People always want the person that they know will bring it to their doorstep to calm down. Okay, girl, don't be upset. I didn't mean to make you upset. If Bianca would have reacted calmly and coolly, that nigga would have doubled down in the shit he was doing. But once he realized that Bianca was going to bring it to uh, bring it to his conk, he ain't had nothing to say. <laughs> nigga, over there was looking like a, nigga over there looking like a five heartbeat. Hey, look, hey, you know what, it, what he that his conk reminded me of? Remember um, in the Temptations movie, the, first, the, the one that they kicked out at the beginning of the movie? Yep. That nigga That's had the Frankie Lyman conk. Like nigga, yeah. like don't like shoe. Yeah, the shit was the shit was strange. Oh, they're looking like blue. Exactly. I was like, yo, you not like you about to be a whole weirdo about this. And so on the on the previews next week, Yandy is telling Bianca that she can't work with her no more and this, that, and the third. And to be honest, I think Bianca should see it as a positive because 
Yandy haven't Yandy yeah. haven't helped build nobody career since Jim Jones. The only thing Yanda has and built she is... And she ain't even really had no strong hand in that. Correct. The only thing Yanda has built is an assortment of bundles. And that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, you like I don't know why you want Yandy being your manager when Chrissy was about to put hands and feet on her. Right. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. Uh, she couldn't even protect Kim Bella from getting a snot beat out of her by uh, Yandy. By uh, Chrissy. So. Chrissy. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's 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 not. Let, yeah. Uh that's really all that I got for love and hip hop boy. Let's it's time. Are you it's, not gonna talk about um Richard and Anais? No, I'm not <laughs> No, because we're not gonna discuss we're not gonna discuss meerkat sex on this podcast. Yeah, we definitely not. <laughs> that is See you upset in London, Mike. See what you're doing. Upset London. She don't want to talk about two she pay no bills. She could she, be upset she, all she, she wants. She don't want to talk about <laughs> This shit remind me of Lion King one and a half. Remember when uh Timon got a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rich kind of do look like Timon. Yes, and and Anais look like Timon's girlfriend from Lion King one and a half. You can't unsee it now. We cannot unsee it. It is there. Uh, I am really weirded out by how uh by how little discretion NIEs has used on this show. Like, I I hope that her husband is in on this and was like, yo, wild out so we could get this check. Because if not, <laughs> I am mortified by how disgustingly this married woman is acting because she low-key is giving me uh, female Peter Gunn vibes. Like, yeah. this whole last married and and is carrying on whole other relationships while the cameras is rolling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I mean he her her uh, her husband uh was in the was in the Trojan War, so and he the nigga probably on Trump care, so he's like, look, just go on this show and while out so we can get this check to pay for my medical bills. Mike was saying, where's Peter Guns? Peter Guns is on marriage boot camp, so I think maybe his contract with VH1. Maybe had a clause or something that said he couldn't be filming multiple shows at the same time for different networks. Because yeah. maybe that's it. Because uh, I know Marriage Boot Camp is on WeTV, and uh, if you recall, uh, growing up hip hop Atlanta, Deb Atney is on that, and then uh, we didn't see like she is on uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, but they don't air at the same time. Yeah. So maybe because Marriage Boot Camp and Love and Hip Hop New York is airing at the same time, he wasn't able to film for Love and Hip Hop New York. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, and then we only saw Deb for like what one, two episodes, if that. Uh, yeah, we just saw when she was trying to get all the crackhead mamas together for Mom's Day. Right. All, all the problematic mamas. All all the recovering drug addict mamas. Right. Third mistresses, mamas. Third mistress retreat. Hey, get the fuck. Hey. Too far? Okay, cool. Nigga said a thug mistress retreat. <laughs> hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> hey, that's the that, hey, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> a thug mistress retreat. That shit sound like the title for a hood novel. <laughs> Straight to DVD. Yo. Yo, find that shit in the bin at Walmart. 
Hey, go, go, get that on. That sound like it was fun, but it was dangerous at the same time. Yeah, that should sound like they was doing crack, selling pussy, and loading their guns up. Like you gonna have a shootout like in Harlem Nights in the first five minutes. Got a mask on. Really like that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, so we gone. I think that's it for loving hip hop. I really do. So uh, I guess we can get to the. Do you you want to get to the real MVP or you want to get married married to medicine out the way? Uh, let's cover married to medicine right quick because we I really just want to talk about uh Quad and her husband. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Eugene is a dickhole. Okay. That's great. Doctor Eugene is a dickhole. <laughs> he has some really ugly, sloppy hot takes on uh, marriage and cheating, and he basically sounded like a old. Dirty pastor, not an old dirty bastard, but an old dirty pastor. <laughs> nah, Mace not even that bad. The nigga said, <laughs> "So this Doctor Jackie and Curtis shit has really shaken the cast to their core because every episode they is talking about cheating now." Yeah, it's like it's like watching Twitter on TV because you know Twitter talk about cheating like every two hours. Every. Two minutes every twenty minutes, right? And he goes, Doctor Eugene goes, not Doctor Eugene. What's his? What's her husband's name? Doctor Eugene is Toya's husband. Doctor Greg. Is Hold on, name? let me look up the cash right quick. Hold on. It's Greg because she called him Doctor G. Okay, Greg. Okay. So Doctor, so Greg goes. That might be for something else, though. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> she she calls. She, so Greg goes. Yeah, you gotta ignore Mike. <laughs> Nigga's a brilliant dummy. <laughs> Dr. Greg goes, well, I'm not saying cheating okay, but if a woman is not fulfilling her husband like she's supposed to, the Bible says uh, he could he could get his needs met elsewhere. We didn't say that in the Bible. It don't. <laughs> that nigga, hey, that nigga, that nigga must... <laughs> that, nigga, that, nigga, that nigga got a version that ain't out yet. He got the New, New Testament. He got the super new hey, testament. That nigga, look, that nigga got, he got a... The, he got the social media testament. <laughs> hey, hey, that, hey, that nigga reading from the book of Nevadius. <laughs> that nigga reading from the future. Right. So what, test, what, what Bible is this? This must be the, the, the Twitter Bible. What's funny about that is, is like, when you say, I'm not trying to... I'm not I'm not saying cheating okay, but... It's okay if. Like, <laughs> right. Like, everything you said before, but, like, don't matter now. Right. The shit was the shit was he like if a woman not me and her husband needs then he got the Bible say he could get his knees met how he need to get his knees met I ain't never seen that in the Bible and you know we as regular old black folk who grew up in the goddamn church I ain't never somebody gotta uh, find that verse for me nah because that huh? verse gonna get you slapped <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that verse that verse gonna cause some domestic violence in here first of all I'm fine in my marriage secondly. I'm saying you don't I need just, that verse. If he say it's in there, it I just ain't in see there. It's, in there it, it's not in there. It's not there. Ain't no verse. <laughs> Fucking around with me. Ain't no more Bible. The Bible canceled. <laughs> the Bible. Canceled. <laughs> First of all, you can't cancel the Bible. The Bible canceled because Doctor G said you. The Bible said you could cheat. The Bible canceled. We off religion. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we on spirituality now. 
I'm just a very spiritual person. I'm just very spiritual. I'm just very spiritual. Hey, we, we on the crystal gems right now. Church in like a year. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm spiritual. We off that, but yeah. So, <laughs> the, uh, so I, I, I do like Quad. I feel like even though she, uh, you don't see it much. Quad has some hustle about her, and she always have since I've been watching Married to Medicine. Um, she's in the process of trying to formulate recipes to put out her own cookbook and quad likes to cook like that's a that's something we i've seen from her since i started watching mary to medicine she's a hell of a cook the girl mm. can, can burn so Great. she's trying to put out a cookbook and so she cooks and she like they have dinner and she adds you know greg his opinion on the food and stuff and like he is just like really rude all of the time yeah he he like you had to use so much cayenne pepper in this chilean sea bass Nigga, shut the fuck up. She right. made like, like why you she made like a lemon and herb risotto. And he like he like was like, I mean, I guess it's all right. Like, nigga, I ain't never made nobody no risotto. And I'm not, if that's gonna be the reception to it. Right. If I fuck around to make you some risotto in this fucking house, you better like turn up like whoo. Look at my baby in here making risottos. Look at you, Gordon Ramsay. I see you, baby Bobby Flay. Look at you, little Emerald Legacy. You gotta say it wrong. It's Legacy, but like you better fucking hype me up if I'm in here making shit like risotto, because I'm a regular nigga. I'm about to throw some white rice in the pot. And that's it. <laughs> hey, gas me. <laughs> gas me. You better compare me to a whole bunch of great cooks. I see you in here, little little melanin Rachel Ray. You know, you, you gotta, yeah, hey. little melanin. She looking, look, my little baby, like a, a Rachel Ray, but with melanin. And she like, you better turn up if I start making risotto because everybody know I'm on some Uncle Ben's ten minute rice type shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that for my soul. Candace, I swear I love you. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in here making special meals because I'm I'm like I'm everyday black. I'm the type of black that makes some pork chops, some white rice, and some broccoli. And call it a night. And call it a night. So the fact that this woman is making this man Chilean sea bass with lemon herb risotto. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. I <laughs> I've never had Chilean sea bass. I ain't like, even know that. I, I'm I'm an everyday nigga. I eat perch. <laughs> Right, she she caught up here making this nigga some shit that don't nobody know, and this nigga talking about. She making this nigga shit that they serve at Bonefish Grill. (laughs) (laughs) I made. She was like, I made Chilean sea bass with lemon herb risotto and a lemon and caper butter sauce. Listen, with all the details, this hey, this nigga just go. Place? Is that like a place? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland sea bass. Ain't no Cleveland sea bass. A Clevelandian sea bass. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> hey. Oh, oh shit. Hey. Where that's at? Now you gotta say you gotta combine Chilean. The, Chilean. I know it's with a C, but I'm saying it with an SH. <laughs> it's Chilean sea bass. This shit is delectable. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a hey, that's a, like a language of the old forest from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Chilean.
Chilean, Chilean steel sword. <laughs> hey man, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her, her her husband a whole ass idiot. And also, first first of all, I don't like this nigga. I don't like Dr. G or whatever the fuck. I don't like the nigga because he sounds like if Terrence Howard was a kid and played fucking Digimon. Like the nigga has a has. Like you two, he a grown ass man and got a voice like the nigga get in trouble for trading uh Pokemon cards in uh in like fifth grade and shit. Like for you two, you two damn grown to have these kind of damn hot takes and then also sound like that. Like you gotta have one of the two. Like you can't have both. And then the second thing is, I really feel like and Quark brought it up, like I really feel like he uses his money to like flaunt and like he did he don't see he see Quart as more of like a child instead of like his wife and a partner and shit, and I don't like that shit. Yeah, that shit annoying to me, especially because I uh maybe last week's episode or one of the weeks where she was where she went to see Doctor Simone and she was crying, talking about you know how Greg be acting, but she was like, <clears throat> I write him checks to help pay the mortgage. I don't depend on him to take care of me. I'm making my own money, and he never wants to take it. And so to me, that says that no matter what, he is looking to control her he's not looking for a partner he's looking he looking for like you said a puppy and a kid right because if i tell you yo i want to kick in on the bills and you like no and then when we get to argue it's with well, i've been taking care of you Wait, that's Candace, a, you ain't got to never worry about that i huh <laughs> <laughs> nah that's not what we finna do <laughs> You can write me a check right now. Nah. <laughs> you gonna deposit it in your account and I got your wallet. So I'm just taking my money right back. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I'll write you, you a check. You can write me a check right De- now. Deposit it right now and watch if I withdraw <laughs> my money you, by Monday. You got me fucked up. I'm cashing that bitch. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> deposit it in your account so I can get my money right back. Hey, Mike thought he was just gonna slide that in there. Yeah, he thought he was just gonna slide when you when hey, you listen, that was it was worth a shot. I had yeah. to, you gotta take him when you when you when you see him. <laughs> hey. He dead ass forgot that I keep that I got his debit card. Cool, the text that I write to. When you so bossed up, you write yourself checks. Hey, hey, I thought he was just gonna casually just switch like, oh, just nothing. Let's let let me try to write you a check. <laughs> yeah, he said, you can write me a check. Yes, so I can take my money right back out our account. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I ain't never gonna turn down no money. You. You don't have to, cause it's still gonna be our money. <laughs> oh shit! Mike, you stupid. <laughs> I a check to pay for the mortgage for a whole year. That that mortgage would have been fucking paid. And I, went... hey, hey, Quan, like, hey, the nigga dead ass was like, look, Quan wrote wrote the nigga a check to pay the mortgage. This nigga like, nah, nigga, what? <laughs> what? And if I paid the mortgage, I would at least bought me something. Right, like he, you a hood he, nigga. Nike really? Tech police in his goddamn. Where you would have been like, you ain't even paid the mortgage, did you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, the shit, that shit crazy. And like, again, like, if that's the type of woman you want, then you should have went and got that. And I'm not even being funny when I say this, but like, Kwa always had some hustle because according to, according to the cash shit, Dr. G took Kwa out the strip club. So it ain't like she don't know how to get to the money. I'm not even surprised though, because the nigga like 70, so his views don't like. Yeah, his I, views don't align with her, cause she she's definitely much younger than him, which is practically why they have so much, uh, so much animosity about the baby situation, because 
she's not ready to have no baby and he like 70 and he ready to have a baby and she like i'm good and i understand why because if this how you gonna act before i have a baby i can't imagine how like ridiculous he would get when he taking care of her and a baby yeah and he's just using money to like control her he's like he's scared she might leave or some shit that's, yeah that's how niggas do when they don't uh when they're not securing themselves and stuff like that they try to keep something over over a woman's head to try to keep her around and shit yeah pretty much because he uh uh like even but the crazy part is quad love that old ugly ass nigga like open the practice didn't have shit he needed for the practice and she came through pick carpet pick paint pick furniture pick receptionist desk did the blinds got the plans all of that like and did not charge him a single fee. That nigga would have got an invoice from me. You start a business and I have to help you get your business together, you will be getting an invoice. I'm going to let put it under your pillow. Don't we own the business, though? You're not just going to take some of the profit? No, I'm going to send you an invoice like a real boss. <laughs> get, the, get the invoice. I'm going to be like, hey, babe, I left the invoice on top of your laundry. I'm leaving like a men on the pillow at a good hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that. What a new day. Yeah, but he is a yeah. Not not that G is a whole ass, a, a, a old ass, whole ass weirdo. Uh, the um, I, you know what? I guess it's just gonna be a theme on these shows this week. I mean, well, not this week, but th- as long as we covering this podcast of of uh, cast members and these people's kids gathering them, cause uh, not the heavenly daughter. <laughs> hey, not the heavenly daughter just was like, uh, mom, you might be a weirdo. <laughs> hey. Oh yeah, her daughter gathered her every episode. Every episode. <laughs> every episode. And then and then Dr. Hibbler be like, I want I, I don't know where the shot get it from. Uh you. She get it from you. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I think that's I think that was all I had. Like that. I know they went to New Orleans or whatever, but I just really don't want to discuss Dr. Heavenly and Toya arguing about who's the messiest because both they both messy. Pretty much. It's the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. It definitely was the Spider-Man meme pointing at the Spider-Man meme, but with a Jordan cry face on it. Right. Correct. With the yellow tears. Right. Correct. Correct. The Uh, olive oil tears streaming down your face. That's enough. I know Michael Jordan cry olive oil. Candace. That nigga be out here crying canola. Candace. Hello. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) But, uh, so let's Let's move on to the theater. It's theater! Woo! Some of the shit that's happening on Black Ink this season deserved a Ric Flair woo. Correct. That's, Black Ink Black, Black Chicago really has been the MVP. Black Ink, uh, I was telling Mike, um, because I thought this was going to be the last episode, but this is what makes me believe that Ryan really did have that heart attack because these shows never run together because Black Ink New York premieres next week. Yeah. So I really do believe uh, Ryan had a heart attack and they stopped filming for his recovery because um, there's no way that we would normally see the Black Inks running together. together. Yeah. yeah. Speaking, okay. of, speaking of the other Black Inks, Caesar still look musty. Uh, Caesar still is missing a side two. And Correct. it is time you have opened up five mediocre tattoo shops. Somewhere in that, it should be some dental care. Correct. Maybe he got Trump care. I don't know, but something got to give. Anything. He ain't even. His lips still ashy. I don't know how you want him to fix his teeth. Well, you you know what, Mike? That's a good point. He really do (laughs) 
needs some Carmex. But so okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Charmaine definitely looked musty enough to propose to a nigga. She looked like the type. <laughs> hey, Charmaine but- musty. I'm not surprised she proposed to Neek. And I'm not surprised that she's so annoying that this nigga is ready to run off to Africa for six months and design toilets. I don't even know if he's designing toilets, but we just gonna say he gonna he designed the toilets. Right, we just gonna run with it. First of all, <clears throat> I, as messy as she is as well, but Danielle, well, I do appreciate that Danielle is almost never here for Charmaine shit. She is for at least a confessional. She forever. Wherever Charmaine is doing some head ass shit, Danielle is forever like, bitch, what are you doing? It never fucking fails. I don't even know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think Danielle just be hating because Terrence ain't proposed to her yet. So she don't want nobody to be proposed until Terrence proposed to her. You know what? That's a good point. That's a good yeah, point. I, he, I, I forgot about that. First of all, I forgot Terrence was still with us. Uh, he showed. <laughs> remember he showed up in Cabo, opening, spreading his arms like he was about to die on the cross? Right, and I'm saying until that point, I didn't know he was still with us. Until that point, he shouldn't be. Correct. Yeah, definitely. Charmaine, is such a. You know what, Charmaine? Charmaine really a pick me. She really is. Like the nigga. Hey, Nick told her I'm finna go. I'm finna go the word, and this and Charmaine was like, I got to keep my man here. I got to propose to this nigga. Girl, what? And then what? <laughs> huh? What? Like oh. Hey, I don't know if that's because you mad southern. But... <laughs> <laughs> listen, I got to propose. I got to keep my man. <laughs> that's how she sounded, though. Mike. Hey, listen, I love my fellow Midwesterners in Chicago, but they do sound very southern at times. People from Chicago sound very southern, which doesn't surprise me considering it's like proximity to like St. Louis and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But she definitely. Was on some uh, gone with the wind pick me shit. Yeah, it was. It was like it, it was like she was a character in a. In t- you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? She was Kimberly Elise's character, and why did I get married in the beginning? <laughs> hey, yeah. Speaking of, if it's one Tyler Perry movie that I do like, it's that joint with Diary of a Mad Black Woman after the crackhead go to rehab for twenty four hours and then come. Uh, Blow out the solo at the church. Yes, yes. That shit fire as fuck. And I that's the movie I'm in. Why I say why? That's I like one of the few Tyler Perry movies that I really do like, and it's basically because of that part. Like the the temerity it takes to go through rehab for 24 hours and sweat out all the crack you've been doing, and then go to the church. 15 years, 15 years worth of crack, and then go to the church and just murder the solo. Yes. <clears throat> That's the movie I mean. It was Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I don't know why I said why I get married, but that, but yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Dave Chappelle, y'all. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike, get your wife. <laughs> All jokes aside, crackheads mad talented, but that's another story. Every every crackhead I ever knew had a future until they got on crack. Like they was like, and does she remind me of how? They talk about like really creative people always are really easily prone to addiction or uh or like they, some kind they, of substance some type of substance abuse or some type of uh mental illness. Like it's almost like to be amazingly talented has the downfall of being prone to like addiction of some type. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> I had really a cousin. 
she was in medical school and then she started doing crack. And then she just was a crackhead the rest of her life. And then she got clean when she was like 50. But by then she had been on crack so long, she was just a shell of herself. But she was and she was really pretty. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy what it's crazy what it's crazy what uh drugs and stuff like that have uh done to our community, but that's another topic for another day. Yeah, so so Charmaine proposed to the nigga at the lingerie party. And sloppily, first of all, First of all, public proposals are usually a bad idea, but they damn sure probably a bad idea at a goddamn lingerie party. Were you sloppy drunk? Correct. I mean, Charmaine always sloppy drunk, but that's, you know, but yeah. Charmaine always sloppy. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always slop. Slop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but keep dropping off syllables till it's more disrespectful, huh? Yeah, Charmaine is just slop. But, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go ahead, Jeremy. She proposes at a lingerie party while sloppy drunk. Right. To a nigga that's so... You know what the other thing is? Nick is just so nonchalant. Like, he dead ass remind me of, like, a nigga that really don't like his woman or his girlfriend or whatever. He just, like, fucking her. The nigga like, is going to Africa for six or more months. Yes. That's a nigga that wants to be in a relationship but don't want to be in a relationship. Right. And then didn't even tell her. Just was like, oh, hey, so yeah, I'm gonna be going to Africa, and you just got to deal with it, nigga. Take care now. <laughs> but I send you a postcard. Take care. Right, right. Like he drank or some shit. Take care. <laughs> if you're if you're reading this, it's too late. I'm already in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know. That's why you might know you might not. Re- he he really might not uh, want to be with her. Might not want to be with her no more. Because that's a just conversation because... they should have had the minute he started thinking about it. Because the minute when I started uh when I started applying for jobs, when I applied for this job here in Denver, like I told Mike immediately, I was like, if I get the job, like what are we gonna do? And he was like, move to Denver, like but he knew beforehand. I didn't just spring it on him. Yeah, but the thing is this though, as well. It's like <clears throat> he knows Charmaine Ho. How you gonna leave her for six months? Okay. Really? I I'm just <laughs> She probably is gonna start fucking dying again. <laughs> Right, and we already know Don and Chico really actually cared. already. So, if he really cared, he'd be like, "Hey, listen, you got to come to Africa with me." This <laughs> not. Um, when you're... <laughs> um... Hey, instead of com- instead of coming to America, to be coming to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that was that was a thing, and then uh, I I and then like Ashley, not Ashley, uh, Cat Guns McGee. Yeah, Kat and Danielle trying to like make it less awkward and made it more awkward. Like that's how you know that they not good friends because they thought they was doing something and the shit just got increasingly more awkward. Right. Like Kat was like, Kat was like, Nick a real nigga because you know if he was going back to something that uh, Mike touched on earlier when we was talking about uh, uh, the mother two child. I can't remember that name right now, but fuck it. Uh, like Kat was like, well you ain't, you know we know that. Nick is a real nigga. He ain't no bitch ass nigga because he ain't accepting all this and that. And it's like, you don't have to do that kind of performative shit and be extra to be like, well, a a woman proposing to Nick might not be his thing. Like, you ain't got to go extra with that shit. You, like Candace said, you made it more awkward than it was in trying to, like, save the situation and shit. <laughs> yeah, it was creepy. And so, uh, okay. Um, I want to, first off, hey, Lily looks terrible in everything she wears. <laughs> she is the epitome of, and she's like so many women. She she just 
has a she's a she got a cute face, but she just she she is just she terrible. Is. Uh, I asked her on Twitter why she felt it was okay to say the word nigga and she not black and she apologized to me for she was like uh, oh she did yeah I asked her last night because Mike was catching up last night so I tweeted her like Lily in Cabo why did what made you feel like it was okay for you to say the word nigga and she was like uh. She was like, she was like, I'm from the hood, and it's just a word that's always been used in the hood. Period. She was like, but um, I understand that you know black people found it offensive, and for that, option, she was like, I apologize. So she ain't even double down in the shit. That's because she wasn't drunk. If you would have caught her on the drunk night, she would told you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, but she ain't. Uh, <laughs> that's a great segue, Mike. That's a great segue. Cause she, she didn't double down on the shit or nothing. She she just you was like she understands now. That outside of where she grew up, black people find that offensive, and so I was like, okay, and I left it alone after that. Uh, It's hard for me to, uh, I can't even really say nothing about that. I'm from the Bronx, and mad Puerto Ricans say nigga in the Bronx. So, I mean, we'd be fighting all day if we had to fight every single one of them, and it's a lot of them. So, yeah, I was, (laughs) I was telling Mike last night, like I'm from, I'm from the Midwest, and a lot of, I'm from Cleveland, I'm from Ohio, and a lot of Southerners take space up in in Ohio. That's not um, a common occurrence in, from in Cleveland. Like, yeah. and not to be funny, but like how you say in the Bronx, like a lot of like blacks and Puerto Ricans and Hispanics and stuff, like they live together in Cleveland. Blacks and Mexicans still segregate themselves from each other. Mm-hmm. Like black people tend to live on the east side of Cleveland, even in the hoods, and Mexicans tend to live on the west side of Cleveland. Like that's where you will find like projects and 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 like the ghetto for for like Mexicans would be on the west side yeah. of Cleveland. So you don't we don't really intermingle yeah. a lot. So that's why I'm like that's interesting to me because that's not even a dynamic I'm used to being from Cleveland. Yeah. It's just the way New York is built because it's so small and I I'm I'm feeling like Chicago is pretty much the same way. Yeah. Like it's so it's big but, but it's, it's small, small for like yeah, certain the infrastructure. Because it's all like New York is so expensive that you can only live in certain parts. Uh, when you are a minority, you can only live in certain parts. If you don't have income. if you don't have that if you don't have that type of income. Yeah. So it's like now, don't get me wrong. In the Bronx, there are some Spanish hoods, yeah. like just some Spanish hoods. But for the most part, we you know we all kind of like mixed in together. So when you grow up with these people, it's it's a little different because mm-hmm. you coming from the same place, you coming from the same struggle. You look at these people differently um, than you would look at them if you just haven't grown up around them you know what i mean yeah so i mean i can kind of understand why she feels like it's okay for her to say it but then i I also understand um that people who don't get it and don't um and don't really tolerate it or don't want people of hispanic nation saying the word nigga uh personally just because of where i came from i never really had too much of a problem with it but i do understand that it's not a word that um other races should use Especially if we like get into an argument or some shit like that, or if you, if it's some hostile, yeah, yeah. Hostile. Uh, so, um, I live tweeted uh, Black Ink uh, Wednesday, and I follow Ryan on on Twitter from the show page. And let me tell you why I follow Ryan. Ryan spills a lot of tea on Wednesdays and deletes it by the time the episode goes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like a nigga. The nigga got mad time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in every Wednesday I, I start looking at his timeline from the show page because by Wednesday morning he start you know dropping mad mad shit that he shouldn't drop so 
it was asked of Ryan why he hasn't fired anybody from the shop based on how they be acting. And according to Ryan, Big Fish Entertainment, who owns Black uh, Black Ink, and they collaborate with VH1 and Mona Scott, when they are in production, Big Fish Entertainment pays the lease on Nine Mag, and they own the keys to the shop. And in their contract, it says that nobody can technically be fired from Nine Mag while the show is in production. So. Even though Kat left and, and pretended like she was starting her own shop, Kat never really left Nine Mag because she couldn't contractually. Oh. She was still a part of Nine Mag via her contract. So she never really uh, was able to, to get fired. Really left Nine Mag. But for, 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 the, for the theater, they made it seem like she left and went and opened her own shop and this, that, and the third. So some of that was bullshit because Ryan said that. Cat never really left because of the way their contracts are set up. Right, they just had to give us some. Yeah, they just had to give her a storyline to give us some theater. Same thing with like Danielle when like he fired Danielle, she wasn't really fired, but for you know for the theatrics of it, they right. pretend. And so, um, that was one thing. He was also saying that uh, this may be uh, his last season doing Black Ink because he wants control of his shop back now. Which makes Which, now it makes sense because we keep saying, why Ryan keep letting these motherfuckers punk him in his shop? Why he didn't come to the shop for for a week after Cabo? And Ryan said there was no reason for him to come to the shop. One, because his arm was still in the cast, so he couldn't tattoo. And two, no matter what, the lease was paid on the shop. So the shit wasn't getting closed down because the rent was paid. Right. So he was it wasn't no need for him to be in the shop when he couldn't tattoo. Right, and then like you like you just said, like when we're, from according to him, like everybody contractually can't nobody be fired anyway. So it's like, well, what the hell is the point? Yes, and he was saying the shit that him and Rachel was going through was real life off camera shit, and he was like, I'm not about to sit up in the shop with this bitch that's trying to ruin my relationship off camera. Like, he was like, I got to save, I got to save my relationship. Fuck these niggas. Yeah, and not only that, Rashi. It was nothing he could do. Like Cat could be in the shop. Hey man, let me just say, I want to just say one thing, and this ain't got nothing to do with what we talking about right now. But Ryan should have been punched the parole out of van. Yeah. 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 One of the things that I think is, well, I I tweeted this too. I said, um, I'm glad you brought that up. I find it really trash how they treat Ryan considering every major life event people on that show have gone through, Ryan has been present and accounted for for them. Right. When Van went to jail, Ryan was right there when it was time for his ass to be turned in. He was there when it was time for him to get out. He was taking his daughter school shopping to make sure she had school clothes and shit. We didn't even fucking know Jen existed when Van was in jail. Right. Jen wasn't taking the daughter shopping. It was Ryan. It was Ryan and Charmaine. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Cause, Charmaine, cause Charmaine was trying to buy her some whole shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Charmaine was trying to buy her a tube top or some shit. When uh when Charmaine was going through all that uh financial bullshit, and they repoed her car. Ryan took her down to the impound. He was going to help her get her car back. He was going to pay for it. The only reason he didn't was because the bank had already sent the car off the auction. So the same shit uh, when Danielle was going through it with Terrence, 
she was leaning. She was being the shoulder that Ryan needed to lean on. I also find it really weird. This how I know Cat trash because how are you fucking behind your best friend? Because Ryan and Danielle fucked around first. Yeah. When Terrence and uh when Dan Terrence and Danielle broke up, Ryan and Ryan and Danielle was fucking around. Remember they was kissing on the yeah, yacht. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how I know Cat is truly trash. And then uh the shit with Don went through with Ashley. Ryan was letting Don sleep on the couch in the shop. When Ford was wanting to do music and shit, Ryan never told Ford, hey, you got to pick tattooing or you got to pick music because I need to fill your chair. Like, Ryan has always been there for them, but that don't count with Ford because Ford didn't want cat ass in the shop either. No. Ford was like, let me call Ryan. Let me pull this nigga here. Hey, hey. the only one that been loyal. This is Mr. Yeah. Big. How you doing, Mr. Bitch? <laughs> <laughs> tattooing in your shop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm with y'all. Hey, I'm still howling when Ryan said this ain't no home. Oh, listen, listen, he said that on some Nino Brown shit. <laughs> and now the funniest part of that whole argument was let's talk about how you was eating my pussy all summer. And Ryan was like, <laughs> Bitch, you too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so loud? We <laughs> just kissed. Yeah, he wasn't lying. He didn't say where he kissed her at. <laughs> Stay woke. <Pussy> <laughs> Little pussy kiss. <laughs> mwah, mwah. <laughs> hey. hey, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> hey, this said... hey, that's the treehouse from uh Treehouse Master yeah, for yeah. Avery Orchard yeah. on the commercial. My bad, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that that was wild to me. But yeah, Ryan pretty much said it ain't shit he could do as long as Nine Mag is under contract to do Black Ink. So he pretty much hinted that this is going to be the last season for Nine Mag. And if because he won't other people go open their own shop and throw it on Black Ink Chicago, they could do that. But yeah. Yeah, he pretty much sick of them motherfuckers. And, and I, I, and I uh, uh, agree with Mike. Like Mike said, like, for the only one that really has been loyal. Because, like, when you ever argument and shit, four usually stay out of it. He was just like, you know what? He, you know, what it is four, whenever they have an argument about uh, Ryan's, you know, leadership, him being a tyrant, quote unquote, or whatever, four always is like how Madison do with uh, uh, her and uh, Kyle's videos. And Kyle, oh, she, uh, she turned her head. Yeah, that's pretty much that's, that's cool. because Ryan is really not no tyrant. If you ask me, Ryan's not stern enough. There's another reason behind that, too. The nigga can't get into no more arguments because he's too busy arguing with Nikki. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. He don't have it. <laughs> a little bit more calmer. He might be into some more shit. Well, not even that. But before fuck cat, Ford know how messy cat is because Ford because cat tried to do the same shit when Ford got with Nikki. Yeah, start trying to act like he uh he was trying to make her his side shit because he was fucking with Cat and Nikki at the same time. And when Nikki put hands and feet on Cat at that roof party, she was like, bitch. I was not fucking with him when you was fucking with him. And then she felt stupid. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's so the same situation. Ford don't give a fuck about what Cat be doing. That's what, I, that's what I feel like it is. Because in the summertime, he wasn't even with. He wasn't with his baby moms then. No, he wasn't with Rachel in the summertime. Him right. and Rachel just recently got back together. And what's so wild about social media, and people don't even realize they do it. But if you go look at Ryan's uh, Instagram, 
you could tell the exact date when him and Rachel got back together. Because yeah. he started posting pictures of them together again and shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the shit was not it, the shit was not over the summer. And him and Kat fucked all summer. And like I don't I, again, I still don't understand why he owes the shop any explanation about fucking Kat. Like fucking because, anybody. Because everybody fucked Kat. Yeah. You're being real. You literally fucked fuck Kat. Kat. <laughs> right. Which I know that shit was musty as hell, but that's neither here nor there. That's bad to be one funky ass room. It smell like it smell like gums and flatbacks. <laughs> no, Candace. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> it definitely smell like chitlins and mufungo in there. Mike. <laughs> Did you just say mufungo? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hey. You gotta be a you gotta be a terrible motherfucker using fungo in a sentence like that. <laughs> hey man, get get away from me. <laughs> but yeah. The hell is wrong with you? Mufungo. <laughs> right. Who thinks of some shit like that? Hey, you gotta be a terrible motherfucker. <laughs> Nigga terrible, but always talk about me. But I'm not up here talking about shit somebody's sex smell like mufungo. It be your own spouse. <laughs> smell like wild musk. <laughs> smell like a smell like Cancun nights. Smell like white diamond and cool mild. <laughs> <laughs> smell like Marlboros. <laughs> Marlboro black. <laughs> that special like, pet. That shit. That shit like shit a long night at drinking E and J. All right. Hey, first of all, we not gonna slander E and J while I'm while I'm up here. That's that's one. You thing. can get out because I'm still. <laughs> <slander>. <laughs> That's I, one thing you're not gonna I'm do. I'm still slandering E and J. That's one thing. Mike, I want Mike, I want you to make better decisions. Nah, <laughs> we're not slandering E and J. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that shit was crazy to me. I'm uh, the projects when I couldn't afford liquor, that was the best shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> you just drank New York sewer water because nah. it's the same shit. <laughs> you must you must ain't never seen New York sewer water. It is most certainly not the same shit. Hey. Hey, I, I, for real though, like one of my uh, one of my homeboys, that's he and Navy now. That nigga, like when we were growing up, like when we got old enough to drink and shit. That's E and J. All that nigga swore by. He wonder why his damn insides fucked up now. <laughs> that <laughs> no, hey, when real. I went in the liquor store and saw E and J. XO, I was like, you motherfuckers are terrible people. <laughs> First of all, we used to uh, we we used to drink E and J. So much we named it after the projects. It was just Eden Wall Juice. Uh, you, you, now that's a, you know you know that's some hood shit right there. Yeah, we, nigga, we don't, nobody know what the E and the J stand for. Nigga is a project baby. What the E and J stand for? I don't drink the shit, so I really couldn't fucking tell you. And I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not even finna fucking sit up here and act like I should try to figure it out. That shit stand for irk and jerk. Niggas either call it easy jeezy, irk and jerk, or eating wall juice. Ain't no ain't no other way around it. I call it no. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, but, uh, we gotta get back on track. I swear, I can't stand. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so what was the uh, what what's the we're word? talking about how trash cat is? Ashley, how she put the sauce? Don and Ashley and Whitney. Uh, Don got the worst harem of baby mamas I ever fucking seen in my life. I stand by that. I endorse that. I mean that. You could put it on the ballot. I would vote on that. Don <laughs> got terrible choice in women. Ashley trash. Whitney trash, like God damn, like Whitney really got mad that Don bought himself a vehicle to accommodate all them goddamn babies he got. What the fuck is Don gonna do with a Kia Sorento? 
Like, what Don gonna do with a, a, a Kia Rio? He need Not a vehicle. Damn, that nigga got all Don's kids is baby is top the infant and toddler age. That shit sounds miserable to have three kids, one newborn, and two toddlers. Nah. Nigga got just got chaos all up in his life. Yeah, that that shit. Like, and he, but he handled it well. But Ashley thinks she low. Talking about don't get the courts involved yet. You don't want that nigga to be on child support and taking money out your pocket. Right. We see right through you, uh, vitamin uh, water Phaedra. We see right through you, warthog. Right. We see. We see that white diamond. We see. Like Crash Bandicoot. Candice. Candice. Please. Mm. <laughs> okay. That might have been a little too far, but fuck her. Um, That's correct, correct, correct. <laughs> she really is though. She really trash for that shit though. Yeah. But we trash too. Like I like. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say Winnie trash, but I guess she came around or whatever and brought brought Kenley brought Kenley over or whatever, and that was cool. Uh, this was a heartbreaking episode. I I didn't expect how it ended. Don's uh, um sister. Don. Don spoke on his sister suffering immensely from mental health issues and how she'd been in and out of mental institutions her whole, you know, a good part of her life. And when she was doing good, she was doing great. She graduated college. She had a career. And then she would just have episodes and end up, you know, back in the mental institution. And uh, they called Don on this last episode and told him that they found his sister's body floating in the river and that it was a parent drowning, uh, suicide. She she pretty much jumped in and, and, and drowned or something like that. But uh It was really heartbreaking to see Don break down like that. That was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really that hit me in a in a in a deep place because we all we all know somebody with mental illness to the point where it could always be them. They they could just get tired, it could be enough and they could just give up and that that really I didn't even know how to respond to that. I think I had a tear in my eye because I just can't imagine, you know, getting a call that my sibling or close friend or parent or a family member, somebody, you know, just could not get the help that they truly needed and they had enough. So uh, we just want to send our heartfelt condolences out to Don. We know that this happened months before it actually aired, but uh, just want to send our condolences to him and his family. I know it probably hasn't gotten any easier in the months following the situation, especially having to see it, you know, play out on TV. So I'm pretty sure, you know, it it hit him hard when he watched the show Wednesday. So just, you know, keeping his family in our prayers and that kind of stuff. And uh, next episode is going to be... I am ready. My loins are tingling. I I just want to say... thought of... Next week's episode. I just want to say, light skin, light skin women is all out of women to women. Like you can't be no more women to women cards for light skin women. Nah, they they have a lot of those cards. So women to women no more. So apparently next next on next week's episode, they all gonna go to like another like little retreat or getaway or whatever. And uh, especially after Don, the situation with Don and his sister. So Ryan and Rachel gonna be there. And uh, there's like a two minute clip. Oh, go ahead. Kat is going to try to have another woman to woman with Rachel and in the confessional, Rachel looks fed the fuck up with Kat trying to have woman to woman talks with her. First of all, I think 
first of all, I think this is the first time we've seen Rachel in a, a confessional. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So you you know shit real when we got Rachel in a goddamn confessional. And like it's a two minute clip. If you go on VH1, it's a two minute clip preview episode. So like uh, Kendall was uh, uh, saying, like Don, Don basically was is like you know everything that's been going on, and then me losing my sister is like I like y'all are family, and I appreciate y'all. And then he kind of, I get what he was trying to go on, but he kind of did make it awkward. He's like, you know, I know it's been a lot going on with Ryan, Rachel, and uh, Cat. But I want y'all to know that y'all family, and you know, hopefully we can uh, move forward and uh, and this and the third. And then Cat get on her damn soapbox again and <laughs> saying like, "I'm part of Nine Mag. Uh, it was me, Ryan, uh, me, Ryan Van, and I think four. She said, "Yeah, four, And we're family, and I belong <clears> here." <throat> third. And then that's when Queen, Queen Rachel got fed the fuck up. <laughs> And <laughs> she like, look, ain't no damn we. This Ryan's, this Ryan shop. Y'all helped, but Ryan was the one, was the one that built this motherfucker. Y'all just helped. As a matter of fact, I think Ryan talked about it on the first season. His sister gave him the money to start Black Ink, and then she was murdered. Well, I mean, not mad, should I say? So Ryan, Ryan has a sister who was murdered some years, uh, some years back, and um, she was the one who told him. You know, pursue your dream, open your tattoo shop. Yeah. Which is why he's always, if you notice, except for this season, but the past two seasons, every so at some point in the season, he does something in remembrance of his sister. So like yeah. I think the first season they did the thing with like turning in guns and, and then you get a free tattoo if you come if you turn in a gun or some shit or something like that. Yeah. So Ryan is always doing something in remembrance of his sister because according to him, she gave him the money. Um and then his mom gave him some of his sister's insurance money also for the shop because his sister gave him the money and she got killed before the shop opened, if I'm not mistaken. And then his mom gave him some of the insurance money to finish opening up the shop. So you you motherfuckers didn't put a dime in the black ink. You put your time, which is valuable. Correct. But um, it's other great tattoo artists that could come in and keep the Nine Mag brand going if y'all not there. And because that's what Rachel said. Because Van did a terrible tattoo on Trayvon Martin's father. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I wasn't going to let us get out of here before we uh talk about that. Because listen, I, and I told y'all, what's the name, Mike? Uh, so Van, Van, uh, so Trayvon Martin's dad came into the shop and brought uh one of his friends with him, and he got a tattoo of Trayvon's face on the feral head. You know, with the traditional garb, with the little, the, the feral, yeah, yeah, the feral garb on, and the shit is terrible. Listen, it, it looked like Trayvon, but the shading and stuff is really terrible. It's like he didn't shade in the right places, and it don't really stand out. And and cat tattooed the friend. Ryan wasn't in the shop. Cat tattooed the friend, and the, that tattoo was really fire. Cat nice. is a really nice tattoo artist, but it's really hard to remember that because she always thinking with her vagina. And always in some shit. She always is that her vagina lead her to. Like if Cat would close her legs more to people in the shop and stop trying to mix business with pleasure, she would not be an issue for me. But we we used to see Cat tattoo multiple times on the shows up until last season. Yeah. Now you see her arguing more and talking about who ate her pussy and who she fucked more than we see her tattooing people. Are niggas right. like usually horny? Like is that a thing? 
Mike. Mike. What? Mike. What? That's enough. That's it. So we don't know. So nobody know. I've never. Know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall Rufus being super horny on Kim Possible, but okay. I mean, that's all I got. That's okay. all I know about a naked mole rat. Okay. Yeah, but I was it. it I, 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 um, it offended me that Van and Cat was trying to be woke. It, it low key offended me. It's like you know you, why they're talking about Van, and I yeah. tweeted this show page. How are you talking about involved black fathers, and you ain't even know your daughter was spelling science in gym? Right, and especially the gym. Like, especially, yeah, you didn't even know your daughter was spelling science, but you an involved black father, nigga, please. Right, like nigga, you no, you you can't be woke. I'm sorry. No, hell no. You don't get your goddamn bean burrito built ass the fuck on somewhere. That nigga is built like a breakfast burrito. He really is. Like, really I know is. I know he filled with rotten eggs and old potatoes. <laughs> like, he built like a mound of corned beef hash. Built like a built like a, a bag of old Waffle House food. Too far? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool. I did lie though. <clears throat> Not even one bit did you lie. But yeah, that was uh I'm I'm pretty excited for next week. Rachel is pretty fed up. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty fed up for Rachel. Like the thing of it is, if I ain't put hands and feet on you when you came to me woman to woman the first time, why do you keep feeling like you could come to me to discuss some shit? Like I'm not even trying to be funny, but everything is covered in that in that one uh in that uh infraction that Ryan was a part of. Like it don't matter if he sucked your toes or your nose. He did it, and he didn't have no business doing it. Don't keep trying to come back and tell me new details of the same situation. Because right. if you was really on some hot shit, you would have told me everything the first time instead of that weak ass, I told her what she needed to know. Well, if you told her what she needed to know, she don't need you to tell her nothing else. Right. If you told her everything you needed to know. Go brush your gums. Uh, brush your gums, nigga. All right. Nigga cat. Like, that shit corny to me. It like if Ryan stuck it in her butt or in her gums, the shit was foul either way. He didn't have no business doing it. So stop trying to paint it like these are new situations popping up, and you still talking about this whole ass lake house, the cabin or whatever. Like right. get a grip, bitch. Like that's how I know Cat is in love with Ryan. And most of the most of this was on some vindictive shit because then it cut to her crying like you won't even look me in my eyes, Ryan. We used to be friends, Ryan. And Ryan and like, walked off. And Ryan just walked off like, man, bye. Right. Like, cat, yeah, cat full of, yeah, she, she, full, she full of guns and she full of shit. That's a bad <laughs> But that's how you know it's not, it's not as heavy as she was saying it was. No. Now, I know Ryan's not telling the complete truth about the whole situation, but she's exaggerating the situation on top of that. She's exaggerating it because he won't tell everything. Yeah. So she right. found the end to try to paint him like a super villain because he won't just tell even the small details. Like, if you ate her pussy at the cabin house in the shower, then you ate her pussy. Just, But just say that because we know y'all didn't fuck because we heard you say if your dick come out, it's staying out. So it wasn't right. a penetration, but it was some sexual contact. It was way more than just a goddamn kiss on the lip. Yeah. But on up to that. Right. And like that's like we've been consistent on that. It's like we Ryan is foul. Like that, like that much is established. But Cat also don't have to compound it by adding the shit on. And nigga, you knew like at that cabin, like you knew at, at that point. Now we were been consistent. Like Ryan didn't tell Cat that he had got back with Rachel, and that's foul. But 
at, at the point where where they did the uh, the cattle thing, at that point, Cat knew that uh, Ryan was back with Rachel. So you ain't innocent in all this shit. And she trying to paint herself as the she trying to paint herself as a Tyler Perry um character victim, and that shit just the, the math ain't math. No, the math not math on that. So, I mean, yeah, that was that's the, I can't wait until next week. The shit is gonna be so. We might have Curtis back next week for his yeah, we, gotta, we gotta get Curtis, or we gotta get Lexi, or we gotta try to get Rod. We got we gotta do something because this shit here, this shit right here, nigga, this shit right here, yeah, this shit gonna be fire. And I'm I'm just tingling at the thought. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's gonna be. I'm gonna watch it Wednesday while I eat some risotto. <laughs> Chilean sea bass. <laughs> I might have to go find a piece of Chilean sea bass for Wednesday. Chilean sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that's all I got for this week. I think that's all I got. Uh, yeah. You got any more? We we picking up Friday. Uh, nothing happened with marriage boot camp. Oh, Peter said he was molested as a kid, which led to him abusing women as he got older, which I fully believe. That is a narrative for a lot of people. We don't need to expound on it. Uh, I'm gonna watch next week. I think next week is they go, they gonna bring Amina in finally. I mean Tara in, and if finally. they do, we'll have something to talk about. But uh, yeah, we we got to the to the grit of the stuff that we needed to get to the grit to. Yeah, uh, the uh, escape. Candace still crying, and that's about all we got. Uh, yeah, escape on tour. Escape putting out new music without Candy, and I'm not even mad because Candy the weakest link. Yeah, and it sound and it sounded good too. Yeah, it sounded really good. Them them new songs kind of fire. I'm with the shits. And I, right. I told Mike, I even told Mike, I said, I want to see what they're gonna sound like making new music because I feel like in 20 years their voices have changed, especially because Candy and Tiny was teenagers when they was in the skate. Mm-hmm. So their bodies and their voices have changed. So that's why to me they sound kind of awful singing their old music because they're trying to sing how they sung when they was teenagers because we could even listen to Beyonce you listen to Beyonce and Destiny's Child and you listen to Beyonce now from Lemonade her voice doesn't even sound the same anymore right so I felt the same way about escape music like I want to hear music from them now in 2017 singing in the keys where they voices and doing the things that they voices could do now and it, it did it sounded really good to me yeah I agree uh, but yeah, that's about all I got. Um, I gotta get up out of here and do adult things and shit and pay rent so I can have a roof over my head. Uh, but that's about it. That's all I got. Yeah, we out of here. Thank uh, thank you for joining us, Mike. Um, well, no, nah, I appreciate y'all having me. I ain't, I ain't had shit to do. So, and I wanted to uh, at least do the show one time. Yeah. Right. That's how you know Mike, Michael's for the hood. Huh? Huh? You're not, you don't know if you want to invite me back. What'd I say? Huh? I said that. That wasn't sound right. I was thinking out loud. Oh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just come in the room when you fucking record. You got me fucked up. Hey, uh, shit. Why the chicken ain't cooked? You just start yelling out wild shit. Then I might invite you back. Oh, okay. Get your shit together. Oh, okay. I'm gonna work on it. But that's it for me, man. Y'all have a good week. <laughs> it's getting close to Christmas. Be good, so Santa drop it off in your drawers. Uh, uh, but that's it. Yeah, so we out. Peace.